Is this Mark Carmen? Danimal, how can I help you? Mark? Hi, Dan. What if I told you you were going to be on the latest episode of Levy Cast? And not only will we dive into the Bulls' last dance, but you won't even be able to see me. I'll be able to see you. And our crew is going to be able to get footage of you that nobody's actually ever seen before. Would you be willing to be on the Levy Cast? Join us tonight on the latest 30 for 30. It's really adorable. Very good, Dan. Hi, Mark. Hey, buddy. Welcome to Levy Cast. Are we actually doing the Levy Cast? It's just you and me. Just me and you are doing the cast right now. That's it. I only got a half an hour, then I got to go do some other work. Okay, go ahead. What'd you think? Last night, episodes five and six, you've already done nine podcasts of this, and we're not even going to get into the fact that you've rejected me over and over and over again because I replaced you twice. But now it hurts. Not like jumping onto a bicycle with no seat on it. But it hurts. So, uh, you know, this is your own insecurities. You're even when you're not on the Windy City podcast, you're still on the Windy City podcast in, in spirit, Dan. You know, I don't uh, think I, I don't think I'd be able to call myself a Jew if there wasn't built-in neuroticism already there. That's true. You uh, are underlining that quite well. What did I think about last night? I thought that. Michael Jordan was lacking some serious reflection. Um, you know, he, especially when it came to the political stuff, like I would have loved to have seen him say something along the lines of, look, I was more focused on protecting my brand than doing what was right. And I have some regret about that. I wish I would have listened to my mother and, endorsed a guy who was going up against a white supremacist who didn't want blacks to vote. I agree, but I think he kind of addressed it by saying, you know what, I really wasn't trying to be one of those guys. I was just focusing on my craft. And to be honest, I don't like the fact that, you know, that North Carolina lost to a guy like that either. But at the same time, I get it. I mean, he was trying to be the biggest guy in the world. He got painted into this, I want to be like Mike. He was doing a different kind of a brand. It had nothing to do with politics. It had everything to do with athleticism. It had everything to do with just being a stand-up person, and that was the example he was trying to go, and he wasn't trying to make it political. It's okay if sports athletes who get that kind of chair don't actually go ahead and do that. It's okay if they skip the White House just to golf with some guy named Slim Bowler. I'm okay with that. The gambling thing doesn't bother me at all. Why? Why does the gambling thing not bother people as much? Because he can afford it. It doesn't matter. Do you really think Do you really think that Michael Jordan did not gamble on basketball? Honestly. He's in there. They're showing him with footage gambling on quarters. You don't think yeah. he just said, you know what? You, I bet I could drop 50 do in you this really, game. Do you? So your, your contention is that Jordan was throwing games? I don't think he was throwing games, but I definitely think there was money on every game he ever played. Oh, come on. Why do you not think that way? Because that's not the level of integrity that a son of James and Dolores Jordan, a graduate of North Carolina geography, that's not how he operates. He's not Pete Rose. He, he it, There was enough competition in playing the game that he didn't have to have money on it. Not only is he not perfect, but there's things that they're not going to cover. He's not perfect. And you think that in the history of 
his career in the NBA that nothing ever came out. And now all of a sudden in the last dance, we're seeing playing quarters and people are speculating, Oh, I must've bet on games. I mean, to me, it's ridiculous. Well, because I, I, don't, I don't see it at all. I think, I think that they're doing, a, I mean, let's recognize the fact that it's a Michael Jordan production. All right. So things aren't coming out that he doesn't want to come out and he's giving enough of a leash to make this interesting. And he understands that by acknowledging the book, the Jordan rules that, the book had to release something out there so it could sell. And he, I think, is doing the exact same thing with this. He knows that there are some little things here and there that you're going to get that you may not have ever heard or seen before, which I think, to be honest, the, the best part of the, the whole series is the footage of the locker room and them in the Eastern Conference uh, All-Star locker room just talking trash about Kobe Bryant and Magic Johnson walking. And that's the parts that I'm actually enjoying the most. I think out of anything is just seeing that inside area. But, I mean... There's definitely things that we're not going to learn about that most people really do want to know. I mean, I do think there was gambling involved, and it's okay if we're going to exp- if we're going to say that he's not perfect. The guy is in his late fifties. We're all adults now. I mean, when I was a kid, it may have crushed me, but at this age of my life, I'm okay if I found out Michael Jordan gambled on games. I'm not. I I would hate it. Jordan was betting on basketball. Was he betting on the Nets versus the Sixers too? That would. That wouldn't that wouldn't mean much to me. I wouldn't care about that. He, he's okay. He's not doing that. There's no, there's no remote evidence or anything that would suggest that 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 could even be possibly true. Other than the fact that he likes to bet quarters against security guard with the amazing hair, <laughs> who we learned passed away and was an undercover cop. That's an interesting part of the story. I, I've always but, heard of that guy because they always said the guy that looks like Einstein is the head of his security team. I didn't exactly know that much about him until last night, but I had always heard stories of that guy because I've seen him in a couple of the uh, when Jordan would cover out a locker room or two. Yeah, I was reading about him today. He was a narcotics cop. They they told him basically a piece in the athletic that, Hey, don't worry about these people over here. Let's just let them kill themselves. That's how it was written. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'll go undercover in the projects and try to do something to benefit the people that could use some extra support. What a cool dude. And the fact that Mike was, at least somewhat close with him. I thought that was that was kind of fun. I also liked him giving the ticket to Randy Brown, saying it's a ticket from God. That was the best part. Yeah, he goes. He goes. Wait, what did you say? He goes. I want them to be close to God. He goes. Well, God just gave you the tickets. And then he's like, No, 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 don't put that on tape. Hey, Mike, we know you think you're the Almighty. It's okay. Do you really? Well, do you really think that Slim Bowler was a golf expert? No, he got. Go- you really look, think that guy got in trouble with Slim Bowler because of golf? You can't pay me enough money to tell me that guy could play golf better than Michael Jordan. Have you seen Jordan swing? It's phenomenal. Yeah. Okay. I don't think it's phenomenal. He's he's. His, Mark, I don't he, know. I, all I know is that the worst swing in the world is Charles Barkley's. I can't true. tell you after that. That's true. Uh, look, the most logical thing for me is that. Jordan was playing golf with some guy named Slim who somehow got in his circle and they he offered it just came out the other day uh, Jim McMahon was on uh, with Mac and Parkins and McMahon said that that he was down or up 400 bucks on him after the front nine and Jordan wanted to play with him for a million on the back so the fact he lost $57,000 
that's you know it's like 57 bucks to me i don't think i still don't think slim bowler has anything to do with golf i looked at that guy that guy's not golfing you cannot convince me that guy's a professional golfer i'm sorry you cannot (laughs) convince me not only that but that guy is gonna beat michael jordan come on levy what's your contention was going out with slim bowler not golf anything but okay the guy is on charges for anything but golf and even to tell me he's beating michael jordan in golf at a country club come on slim bowler a golfer just taking money like that michael Look, jordan plays with like real golf day slim bowler could get hot slim bowler i thought he had a good, <laughs> good little cadence to his walk he I, did I, have a cool cadence on his walk again like it. something golfers don't have the fact that you would come on your own podcast and dog Slim Booler's golfing exploits without ever seeing him golf is just... Well, Mark... You don't even know Slim Booler. What if I told you that Michael Jordan was gambling with a guy by the name of Slim Booler? Nobody's ever heard of the guy. Nobody knows of the guy except for the fact that apparently he could take $7,500 worth of money from Michael Jordan by playing golf. This past Sunday, we learned a little bit about Slim Buller, and I still don't believe he has anything to do with the game of golf. And I can't believe that you just take it and go, all right, I believe that. Listen, I'm why not, do you believe that so easily? Is I'm there anything that's dry. happening right now that you're saying, I don't believe it? I know well, you're that, the Jordan. You're the Jordan Homer of all time. Is there anything in here where you're just whoa, like that? I'm not believing. Oh, I came on this Levy podcast and put out that I thought Mike should have been a little bit more reflective about his statements on his political or non-political aspirations. I wasn't completely running down Michael Jordan Lane right there. By the way, is that your son DJ playing the music whenever it comes in? Because I feel like maybe he's having influence here. And if he's in the same room, I don't want him to be learning from his dad like this. He's actually he's actually out taking a walk, which is probably a good idea. Yeah, good idea. Way to go, Deej. Uh, look, <laughs> m- maybe I'm an idiot. Maybe maybe I maybe I'm an idiot because I don't think Mike had anything to do with his father getting murdered and he wasn't gambling and Slim Buller was a golfer, but I'll believe all those things. <laughs> believe Slim Buller's a golfer. I bet you What if I told you that in the upcoming <laughs> podcast of the Levy Cast, guest Mark Carmen will come on and say on the record that Slim Buller indeed was a master golfer. And that's it. it. Honestly, the thing, I mean, I know that I, I think they did say, I think I did see an interview with uh, Jason Hare. Is that his name? The, the guy who uh, who did the, uh, is that how you properly say his name? Hare? I believe so, Dan. Yes. He did say that they dive into everything and that includes his dad dying. I still, and I know nobody's really touching that story because if they had, I think a 30 for 30 would have been done on Michael Jordan's dad a long time ago. And there's so much weird evidence and I still don't see anything that's going to even bring any light to exactly what really happened with him. I still don't see it happening. I think it's way more shadier than anything else. I'm very interested to see how they cover it in the next episode. I mean, they ba- it was interesting to me that they basically made it out that Jordan was going to retire after 93 no matter what. And I thought that his dad was kind of the the reason that he did and now it almost seems like at best it's the frosting on the cake by the way i'm looking at a picture of slim Buller. he's wearing a hat he looks ready to get on the course <laughs> oh god Buller, you're you're slim just- Buller, a guy by the name of slim Buller in that picture 
Looks like he is good to go play around at uh, Cog Hill. Why not? Booler at Cog Hill. Let me ask you this. I can see the look on your face. You know you're not you know you're not drinking your own Kool-Aid with that one. I'll I'll just say this about Slim Booler and, and Michael Jeffrey Jordan. I am stunned that Jordan would allow himself to get caught up with the slim boolers of the world. But he did it, and Richard Eskinas. <laughs> that one was a little more believable. Maybe Booler was there betting on the side, riding in a cart as Jordan was playing his best friend who was a golfer. Or maybe he was just hanging out next to him and Michael was just rattling off different things he was going to gamble on and Booler just took it. Why are you trying to tarnish the legacy of the greatest player to ever play anything? What is your motivation here? I'm not tarnishing Michael Jordan. I love Michael Jordan. I just think that it's kind of funny. I mean, I'm, I think I'm seeing it in both directions. I love this this uh, this documentary, and I love Michael Jordan. I just, you, you, you see certain things, and you're like, you know what? I think he should let the handshaking go with Isaiah Thomas. I think the handshake uh. thing. I think the handshake thing is dumb. Did you did you enjoy or do you give him any credit for saying that Isaiah was the second best point guard of all time? Magic one Isaiah two. Yes, I do. I do. But then I also have heard Isaiah Thomas talking stories about seeing Michael Jordan at times with his kids and Michael Jordan being very nice to him and nice to his kids and then turns on a documentary calls him an asshole. So I see I I see both of it. I, I also think there's something being missed there. He called him an asshole that day. Like, I don't think they're best friends, and maybe he would say he's an asshole now, but Jordan's quote is, you can't say he wasn't an asshole, which is talking about the day that he walked off the court. And and Isaiah's got all this revisionist BS history. You know, the Celtics, they walked up. The Celtics were playing in the Silverdome. The crowd was about to come out in the court. This was not – it's totally different than walking off on your home court as the Bulls are standing there looking at you after they shook your hand year after year after year after you tried to injure all of them. What a pathetic job by Detroit. Now, and, that, and, and all that being said, I don't care. Whatever. Great. But you they won. Them. Here's the deal. The Bulls won. If it wasn't for that series, the Bulls would never gotten tough enough to actually win a title. It actually was a series that pushed them over the edge. And it was actually the time at which the Bulls were able to grow and become as dominant as they were. Can't they just say, handshake or no handshake, thank you? Thank it's you for doing that. Cr- why do why do we care about handshakes? Sportsmanship means something, Dan. Levy. No, it doesn't. Doesn't mean anything. Clearly, if not sportsmanship a- meant something, Kevin Durant wouldn't have joined the Golden State Warriors. That's not really a direct line, but that that does fall under Levy logic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you get to there from there, but hold on. That's, yeah. What if I told you there was a logic <laughs> that didn't make sense to anybody else but me? Oftentimes, I will draw upon comparisons that may not actually touch the lives of anyone else. But when I go to bed at night, I can sleep. Speaking of I sleep, don't think you can. I, go, I, I, think, sleep, I sleep sound. I think, I think you wake up in the middle of the night and you go instantly into another levy cast by yourself. <laughs> actually, I'll wake DJ up and go, what if I told you? You're not going to get Cheerios until you make your bed. That's a good parent right there. Let's set some standards. Oh, they're bed high. Made. They're high. Oh, well, good. Bed made Cheerios. In that order. Yeah. In that order. Give daddy a kiss. Good morning. You get milk with that Cheerios. 
You slice up a banana in those Cheerios? What's your... Not always, because sometimes I'll eat the cereal, and then I'll leave the banana out, and I, I don't want to waste the fruit. But he does. <laughs> he does. He will. He will eat the banana on its own. I like a good sliced banana on the, on the, in my breakfast. Who doesn't? I had one this morning. It was delicious. Have you ever done a banana and strawberry in cereal? No, but I would. Fantastic. You know what I, you know what I had today, Dan Levy? That will excite you. Actually, won't excite you, but you might want to consider... Uh-oh. And I had it. I had it last night too. Uh, I had the Beyond Meat Burger. I'm a little afraid of the Beyond. The Beyond and, Meat. And I'm telling you, it was f- flat out Beyond. It was delicious, dude. I'm a little. I'm, I don't know why, but I still don't think they've really done enough research on exactly what that Beyond is. Because it's chemically made. It's a chemically made that has nothing to do with meat, which I get. There's supposed to be some soy, I think, in there, some sort of veggie. But at the end vegetables aren't supposed to bleed yeah it is interesting that when you do grill it something comes out yes so there's a chemical or there's something in there and again i've been trying to roll back my red meat last night was a little different because i got a grill so i staked it up pretty good i did some chicken tenders but i the beyond meat i want to believe it i have salmon for dinner tonight pal don't be don't be thumbing your nose at me that hard i'm trying to be a good person here but Again, when it comes to Beyond Meat, I'm a little weary of it. I'm a little weary. Water, pea pea protein, isolate. This is not why we came here. But let's think about these. (laughs) We gave them the goods. While you're researching here, let me just ask you one final question about this Bulls thing. Isaiah Thomas doesn't make the Dream Team, which is obviously the reason why he's still upset about everything. Otherwise, Isaiah Thomas, I don't think he even cares about Michael Jordan or the Bulls. I think he's just very upset that he never made that Dream Team, which for some reason, I don't know why it sticks to him that hard, but it does. Then why give Chuck Daly the coach? Why not Pat Riley? Why not Phil Jackson? Great question, but Chuck was a relationship guy. He quickly bonded with that team, and Michael and Chuck were golfing. They, they were loving each other on the dream team. I understand that, but Isaiah Thomas, I, I will say this. I, have you ever met Isaiah? Have I ever met Isaiah? I have met Isaiah maybe about a dozen times at Bulls games, and he is oh. one of the nicest human beings I've ever met. I've been That's in rooms with him, or it's been just he and I, and we've talked uh, we've talked at length just about things that had nothing to do with sports. We've just, he's a cool, I've always thought he was a really nice guy to me, and I judge everybody. I try to judge them how they would treat me if I met them personally. Obviously, He's, people on people out in the world that I don't get to meet, I'll I'll judge on my own. But if I've actually had interaction with that person, I can safely say he was one of the nicest guys I've ever met. He's playing you, Dan. Well, I don't think he would need to play me because I'm not exactly a, a hardcore media type. No, he's... he's <laughs> He's, is that Grody? He's playing you because he wants to get on the Levy cast one day, and he knows. The- <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, pal. He's not going to bump my buddy Mark Carmen, <laughs> especially since you answered this call on your own, and you let me throw everything in the mud at you, and you still went with it. So for that, you get props, mister. When's Brian Beto coming on your Levy cast? What if I told you there was no room for a Brian Beto on my Levy cast? And that Dan Dorfman will make an appearance at some point, but will probably be pretty upset that I made this podcast without him. Well, I'm looking forward to both the Dorf episode and if you ever have Beto on and or anybody else in the Chicago media. Now, listen, I'll I'll talk about Brian Beto because he'll laugh at this. Brian Beto, I enjoy and I love his wife. She's very sweet and they're very cool. 
when you and I did a did a, a radio stint on 877 the game, I thought you and I had a really good relationship and we were in it together. And then they asked you, your co-host is going to be gone for about a week. Who would you like to co-host? You asked for a guy by the name of Brian Beto. <laughs> Not Dan Levy, who's getting up at 7 in the morning, researching guests, researching headlines, making sure the interns are good, doing his own production, doing his own imaging, doing everything the car needs him to do. So that way you can walk into 5 in the afternoon and go, all right, what are we doing? All right, that sounds good. I was like, you know what? Maybe this is the, the, the carrot they'll dingle in front of me. I get to actually host the Carmen. We could bond a little more. We're friends before and after this. And no, you asked for a fellow by the name of Brian Beto, who walked in haphazardly just to talk Northwestern hoops with you. And all of a sudden, you gave him that chair. And I was supposed to do production for him. That is the bitterness, pal. Interesting that it's that deep. Maybe I was wrong, but I think my mindset at the time, uh, I didn't realize the hunger that you had to host. Uh, and I also probably was judging the fact that the last time you actually read the newspaper and or watched a game was never. <laughs> so, so. What if I told you that I could do a single radio program without reading any kind of newspaper or any kind of research? It's all about the camaraderie, pal. It's all about the how we get along together. Uh, Mark hey. Carmen, I appreciate you letting me rib you all this way. <laughs> I realize that a lot of your radio shows don't always go this way, and they're probably a little more factual, a little more knowledgeable, but I really intended not to have anything with you today, and I appreciate it. I'm calling Slim Booler. See you later. Dad. I would love to. I, I've got a lot of questions for Slim. <laughs> I don't know. If, is Slim still alive? I have no idea. But if he is, I want to know. I want to peel the onion. Uh, it's, <laughs> I got to do a deep dive on Slim. All right. Thanks, Slim. Mark. Thank you, Dan.